this week on Androids and Aliens. On one of the video screens, you see, amidst the crowd of people, the two security guards from out front, imagine just walking through the crowd like pistols drawn. Oh. Oh. The crew is caught between a rock. Well, well, well. What do we have here? And a hatchbuster. This is Vrokilayo Hatchbuster. Do you know why they call him Hatchbuster? <laughs> Can they work together to save their lives? As soon as Mei Shun supercharges his weapon, he's going to fire <laughs> at the big guy. <laughs> wow. So he steps through the doorway, he turns back, he's like, supercharge me. Steps in and levels the weapon. Or will teamwork cause its own problems? Mishan reaches out to touch his artillery laser. Yes. And also touches his gut. <laughs> That's actually two standard actions. I can't do that, Troy. <laughs> the adventure continues. Do you want a little music? You know what, Matthew? Hit the music! <laughs> now. We're seven episodes in, as of right now. I want to hear a very honest assessment of what do you think of Starfinder so far. Skid, I want to hear your honest opinion of the Starfinder system. I, so far, uh, at first level, you have the barest idea of the, what the game has to offer. But so far, I love it. I love the setting. I like our characters. Um, yeah. Even at first level, I feel like, uh, especially different from Pathfinder, like Meishun casting, uh, what was that, the overheat, and then just a zero-level spell in uh, what uh, Kreska is doing with those telekinetic, uh, what are they, pushes, telekinetic? Telekinetic projectiles. Tele- like, those are such cool spells. Like, in Pathfinder, uh, a level zero spell is like, light. Well, you have magic. Have, I mean, that stuff's on there, on there too. But no, you have you have stuff like acid dart. That's true. You know, it's basically or, the same thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the same exactly thing. the same. Anus tart, <laughs> I call it. It's a new start. A new start. <laughs> uh, Matthew, are you enjoying uh, Starfinder so far? Very much so. What's your favorite part besides um, your character? <laughs> um, I'm enjoying this the spells too. Actually, not not the level zero ones, but like just mm-hmm. something cool, like where where Grant where transfer could transfer a charge on a battery. That's huge. That's just a really cool, cool Battery idea. charges are no joke in this game. It's not like, oh, you rest. You get all your battery charges back. No, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So having someone that can just magically transfer charges is huge. And the relationship between the magic and the technology is also super fun. Mm. Yeah, I still haven't really delved that deeply into it. Sort of the way magic and technology are very, very close together. And then you have hybrid items as well. Once you guys get into higher levels and you start buying or finding or creating hybrid level stuff that fuses magic and technology, uh, you will become uh, very, very powerful. Uh, Grant, what, what, what do you like so far? I've been enjoying all the little pieces of icing on this beautiful cake I like to call Starfinder. I've been enjoying certain things. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor just called you a loser. (laughs) Um, I've been really enjoying the little bits of um, resolve point usage that have been seen in some of the characters. I've been enjoying the get and Mm -hmm. Eleanor's ability to add like a D6 onto some of her roles for knowledge. Yeah. And I've I've also at first I was a little hesitant around playing a technomancer because um, there aren't as many like class abilities and things to spend resolve points on and and fun little things. But then I realized I can cast magical spells, yeah, <laughs> and they've been a ton of fun. So it's yeah. it's allowed me to kind of I've had been able to use days to detect thoughts, all sorts of fun little gizmos. That I certainly don't get on the glass cannon pod with Baron at a level three Inquisitor. Plus, level. you got your own song too. I do? Yeah. You're my technomancer. Manson for money. <laughs> Transferring energy to. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last ep. Was the last ep? We used fear and daze as, like, successful spells to end a combat. Yeah. It's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Joey Jojo, what do you like? 
You've been pretty ineffectual. Yeah, I've been pretty <laughs> ineffectual. <laughs> Nothing's well, changed. What else is new? <laughs> it goes back to what Skid said, though, about level one characters. It's really tip of the iceberg. I'm more looking forward to getting into Starship stuff, Starship Combat, yeah. Starship Flight, vehicles. Yeah. That's such a huge... Seems like such a huge part of the game that we haven't yeah, even sniffed and, yet. Yeah, and a huge part of the game that is completely and utterly not non-existent in Pathfinder at all. Yeah, you know? yeah and yeah. so everything that we're doing now are kind of variations on a theme. So yeah, honestly, jury's out for me. Like I don't know if mechanically I enjoy it more. I'm enjoying it, right? But I mean, to me, it's the same thing as Pathfinder now. The setting I'm loving. Like I yeah. love that when a, within a few episodes we're talking about a mining company and like an embargo of an item outside the station, <laughs> and uh, we have to track down a, a gang into a nightclub. It's, yeah. a, like, it's just so also, perfect. It's not it stuff you so get in a Pathfinder. Really. Labor di- <laughs> you know, a labor dispute. Yeah, yeah. labor dispute. Exactly. Yeah. Subcontractors arguing about the the tenets of their contract. Like yeah. it's just it's like so a Star Wars prequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost that good. It's, like, it's, it's that almost good. that good. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like especially for people like us, I, I feel like we're the type of players that we very easily get lost in the fiction. It doesn't take much for us. Just like oh, just in a description, you get like yeah, yeah. you get so excited. Yes. Like, most people are like that. Like okay, okay ooh, like, union negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you just hear the little tiny things. Uh, really, really go. A long way for us, Eleanor. This is this is all kind of new territory for you. Uh, are you sick of us yet? No, not yet. Um, <laughs> what, what are you enjoying for someone who's coming in totally, relatively green to the the role playing game world? Um, I I think like since everything is new, I'm, I'm but I'm enjoying. I really am enjoying the character development and the narrative. Basically, everything you guys have already said. Um, I. I am noticing more and more. At first, I was like, oh, no, on Envoy is not the strongest fighter at all because I have, like, two moves. Uh, and also a little correction. I can only do a plus six on sense motive as a level one. Plus one D6 on sex motive, not just to any knowledge check. Uh, oh, yeah. She's not I, a bard, Grant. <laughs> I wasn't sure which particular skill, but I knew that she was able to do that. That's great, though. But yeah, That'll exactly. expand to other things later on. Exactly. Yeah. As, uh, as I level up, I get I, I can pick a new skill to right. add six. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so you chose that on creation? No, that's motive, that they preach it. They, they, pre- they oh, choose that, your, that for you. Okay. All right. As the, uh, but that's a good one to have, sense motive. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. in a labor dispute. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Especially when, you know, tumbling into very enemy territory as, a, as yeah. an old drunk lady. Um, <laughs> but actually, yeah, no, So, but that's when I actually realized that it's fun to make all these choices that might screw everything up for everyone because, and I can always, you know, blame being new, but yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Eleanor, you're telling me that Mac is drunk already? All she's had is two maraschino cherries. <laughs> it's impossible to get maraschino drunk on cherry, that. Please. She's like a five foot three woman, though. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she's not as young anymore. Well, <laughs> the the way this has gone is kind of immediately thrown you into a situation. You know, you started out your adventure arriving immediately, getting thrown into the crossfire of some sort of gang warfare. Uh, you go to talk to Chizkisk, and Chizkisk <laughs> tells you, or Jizkiss, uh, as Ellie knows as Ellie it. Knows it. Um, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't deal with that kind of stuff, but... Uh, you guys want to be Starfinders? Here's 200 bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. go, kill, go kill yourself. <laughs> go figure out this entire mystery. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh you God. guys go on uh, you know, a real investigative journey <laughs> trying to figure out who are the Astral Extractions? Who is the Hard Scrabble Collective? Who are the Downside Kings? Who are the Level 21 crew? And what do we know about Duravor Creole? What little could we discover? And you guys were able to find some things. You went to the Moons of Sleep, that little hotel room that he suggested. He's like, tell him you're Starfinder. Tell him Jizz, tell him Jizz Kiss sent you. I'll give you a deal. <laughs> um, and you were able to find out some information, and it led you to Mama Fats. Mama Fats, the halfling, Mammy Fats, uh, sets up a meeting with Jaboxa. Jaboxa ends up giving you the information like, you want to find the Downside Kings? You want to find out Ferrani Nadaz's hideout? Go to the Fusion Queen. You guys arrive. Mayshun and Mac go in, little recon. Things almost get really out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> you come out, you know, by the skin of your teeth and end up just going up and dismantling their two bouncers up front with fear and intimidation. You get into the club, march in, make easy work of the three thugs. 
that uh, re- really ruined their poker night. Really ruined their poker night. And the fact that one guy was so happy that he met the, the, the kindly old woman oh. from those maple syrup commercials. Oh. <laughs> she started shooting at him. He just started shooting at him. And like in that moment when you walked out of the club, you don't know this, but he sat down with his friends and he was just thinking about <laughs> there was this one day when like his mom didn't come home from work on time and uh, he was afraid that like she was dead. He was really, he was a nervous kid growing up. I don't know. He had a tough life. He didn't have a dad. And his mom showed up late and, or didn't show up. And he was just like on the verge of tears. He didn't know if he'd ever see his mother again. And on the TV comes a kindly old woman. On the hollow screen. Just on the hollow screen. (laughs) Selling maple syrup. And in that moment, in that moment, he felt like everything was going to be okay. (laughs) And right when she said that that maple syrup... It's not for everybody. <laughs> he knew it was for him. <laughs> and in walked his mom. <laughs> Ten minutes later, that lady and her friends murdered him. <laughs> so I just want to let you know how this, so, how this game works. Ba- little backstory on that. And a little backstory on that guy. All that's, right. the, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of commitment you're going to get from this podcast. Right. <laughs> backstory for just what seems like a random low-level thug. Oh. Everyone matters. What was his name, Troy? His there- name? I'm glad, Skid, I'm glad you asked his name. His name was also Mac. <laughs> <laughs> that's the irony of it all. <laughs> that's the irony of it all. Oh, no. Oh, man. Whoa. What are the odds <laughs> This oh <laughs> strange world of doubles. Wow. So, oh, so tragic. Just so like utterly tragic. Tragedy upon tragedy. <laughs> and as you open the door to this room, you look back and he is bleeding out. No, he's just dead. He's just dead. He's so confused. Lifeless eyes looking up at the sky. His last, last moments memory. of uh, heartbreak and confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the maple syrup wasn't for him after all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought she, I thought she made that clear up front. <laughs> that is their entire sales pitch. It's, it's, not for, you. it's for everyone but you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, just question that. Yes. Who is your, who's one of your childhood heroes? Ooh. Peter Forsberg? Just, just a famous person. <laughs> I've met him, actually. I know. You said he's your neighbor, right? Yeah. Your neighbor? Up, no, yeah. Okay. Whoa. Did I say that? Wow. I was you did. <laughs> oh, you're lying. You were trying to impress Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Forsberg was yeah. my neighbor. <laughs> they won't know I'm from Sweden. Uh, no. So just give me a famous person that you love so much. A uh, famous person that I looked up to. Yeah, uh, as a child. Um, I was obsessed with um, uh, Richard At- Lord Richard Attenborough. Ah. They have, um, Lord British. From Jurassic Park, oh. Troy. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Um, so imagine, <laughs> imagine, sped no expense. Imagine Lord Richard Attenborough coming into your room late at night. Oh no! Where is this going? And strangling you to death. <laughs> Jesus, that, exactly. That's what equivalent. Just That's equivalent. Uh, yeah, let's move on, guys. <laughs> that was a weird turn. <laughs> it really. It, 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 it doesn't really. <laughs> Somehow it doesn't work with nope. older men and younger girls. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really should have had my PR team look at that one before I said anything. Cut the mic, cut the mic, cut the mic. He is a baron. I didn't know this. He's I, a baron? Really? He was created as a, a baron Attenborough. Wow. wow. Oh, the right honorable, the Lord Attenborough. Lord Attenborough. He's dead now, though, so it doesn't matter. Oh. Oh, oh. It was in your safe. Serve some right for assaulting young Swedes. Golly deserved, I say. (laughs) (laughs) For assaulting young Swedes. (laughs) All right, so you murderers storm through this door and you find a back office Aha. of sorts. There was a desk immediately opposite the entrance to this room. Several chairs uh, behind the desk, in front of the desk. Uh, multiple vid screens tuned to entertainment feeds. Let me roll a perception check. Really? 
I need a big one. I need a big, big, 15. big, juicy one. How's a two grab you? Not going to do it. How's a 25 grab you? Ooh. That's one perceptive vest. Wow. On one of the video screens, you see in amidst the crowd of people, the two security guards from out front, imagine just walking through the crowd like pistols drawn. Oh. Looking for you guys. Close you picture that scene. CCTV. Like, there is a small door in the back of the room that looks like it leads to a closet or some sort of uh, smaller storeroom. The door itself isn't small. It's a normal-sized door. <laughs> <laughs> but it leads to some smaller room, a closet, uh, in the back far north uh, east portion of the room. There are also two people in this room. Uh-oh. Sitting behind the desk, or standing rather, is a female. She looks pretty badass. Human mm-hmm. woman. She's dressed in like uh it looks like like nice clothes, but they're kind of dirty. But they look very purposefully dirty. Like they're there to send a message. And standing in front of the desk, to her left, your right, is a huge vesk with an artillery laser pointed on you guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. The same no. weapon the Dax has been fumbling with no. Oh, no. for days. No. Oh, I bet he's got a better handle on it. <sighs> no. <laughs> that mini's amazing. <laughs> you were right, Matthew. Veska's never unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the party order in which you walk into this room. Who opened the door from last week? Uh, Kreska kicked it in. Kreska kicked it in. She is standing there. I'm assuming she walks in. No, she takes a five. She takes a, a step to the right and lets everybody else go in first. <laughs> go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> uh, takes a guarded here. step. Who's behind Kreska? Dax is immediately behind Kreska. All right. He stepped back so she could do a perception check, I believe, on the door. Yeah, so he right. was at the door, but he took one step back so she could uh, check out the door. I wasn't kidding about taking a step to the right. Chris <laughs> opens the door, takes a step to the right. So Dax, so Dax will step right into that there. space. And then uh, Mayshun, Mac, and Dr. Frisk just sort of making up the back portion of all this. Right. Well, well, well. What do we have here? One, two, three, four. She looks at the video screen because she can see all of you from behind. Five. Five intruders who have killed at least three of my men. Curious. I didn't think the level 21 crew would have the balls to walk right into the fusion queen. Guns blaring. Oh, but how rude of me. Have you met my associate here? This is Vrokilayo, Hatchbuster. <laughs> do, do you know why they call him? Hatchbuster, because, well, he earned his sobriquet when he single-handedly bashed in a locked hatch to get at a thief who stole from the kings, who stole from me, who went where they were not allowed and did things they were not allowed to do. So consider yourselves the hatch, and he's about to bust you! Roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought we were going to get to I thought to we were going to get the reason with her. I was about to point out oh, that we busted a hatch she ourselves. very reasonable. <laughs> yeah. True. Aren't we all hatch busters we're all here? all hatch busters. <laughs> underneath. <laughs> so, who What's in the hatch? What's in the hatch? Who's going to call? Uh, all right. Big ol' initiative roll. Who is over 20. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, just my guys. Done. Just want to say, Dax, <laughs> looking across at this vesk with that with his weapon, pointing right back at him, looking a lot tougher. <laughs> He's shaking in his boots. He got a nine initiative. It's a natural two. Ooh. Oh boy. Yep. That's about right. Um, Mayshun. Mayshun rolled a four. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh. Rolled a two, but got a four. <laughs> Uh, 13. Save us, Mac. Oh, boy. Save us. <laughs> uh, 13. Dr. Fris. Uh, Dr. Fris got a 16. Okay. Okay. Kreska. 
Kreska also got a 16. Okay, I believe Frisk Frisco takes the lead. Okay. All right. Round. Do you want a little music? You know what? Capitacaza. Yeah. Hit the music. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Round one. There we go. <laughs> Ferrani Nadaz acts first. Oh, she's so fast. Who's standing right in front of that door? Looks like your old Distribution buddy Distribution Android X-19. Distribution X- Android X-19. She is standing behind that desk. She is getting some significant cover from that. She fires at the flat-footed AC. Energy AC. Of Dax. Natural. Don't worry about it. 21 total. Oh, that's a hit. <laughs> Hits Dax attack. Four. Ooh, only one... Uh, only two points of damage. Okay. Minimum damage. Okay. Boom, just... Wah, hits Dax at the door. Dr. Friss. Uh, Dr. Friss is going to reload his pistol. Like slap another magazine into his Technon. And then he's going to uh, run up to the front and scramble up uh, Chris Ka's backside and up onto his shoulders again. Okay, so he scrambles up to Kreska's shoulders. Kreska's still outside of the room, but he gets right up on her. So when she gets in there, he'll be able to hopefully make some attacks. Kreska. Uh, Kreska is going to... (laughs) This is a sticky wicket. It sure is. I wish I hadn't kicked in the door. I would just close it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, wrong trying to know. Uh, you still got you're still down on your stamina points too. Yep. We haven't had a chance because it takes ten minutes to spend ten all point and get them back, right? Okay, so K- Kreska is gonna move into the room uh, and she's gonna step in <laughs> and t- and carry Friss uh, into the, the far corner as far as she can go. Alright, so you walk in and go to the far southeast corner of the room. Yep. It's it's pretty much a perfect square were it not for this storeroom, this small storeroom to the north uh, east. You have 30 feet of movement, I 30 assume? feet of movement. Yep. All right, and so then she's going to cast Mind Thrust. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. There on we go. who? On Rolikailo Hatchbuster or on Ferrani Nada? <laughs> on Ferrani Nada. Oh, okay. Uh, you get a DC, four thro- uh, DC 14 will save. DC 14 will save for Ferrani Nadas. Fail. Oh, oh nice. nice. Ferrani failed. <laughs> so... Kreska reaches out into the depths oh, no. of Ferrani's mind oh. and just <laughs> squeezes. <laughs> 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage? What? Holy cow. <laughs> wow. That's oh, amazing. Wow. How is that humanly possible? <laughs> oh, man. It's not. It's, She's a Vesk. Oh! No! Oh. How is that Veskally possible? <laughs> 16 points of damage. Wow. Boom! It knocks her back. Uh, and it is uh, Max's turn. Max, Mac goes, says, go, go for the monster. Go for the monster. No offense, Kreska. Uh, but she means the other Vesk. The Vesk. So she's going to yes, give us a bonus get, to hit the Vesk? Yes. Okay. Hatchbuster. Hatchbuster. Yeah. So everybody gets a plus one. Yes. And uh, I'm not sure. Can I, can I, when Dax is standing there, I can't, I can't. You can move through Dax if you yes, want. You move through allies. I, I think, I, I'm. It's a little risky. You should yeah. stay behind Dax gonna stay for right be, now. I'm going to yeah. stay behind, yeah. Just in uh, case this big fella wants to take a shot at him. Uh, and it is the big fella's turn. But do you want to take a shot, Eleanor? That's that was, that's what we... Um, I can't. I don't think I can take a shot at him while Dax is standing there, right? Oh, yeah, you can't take a shot at him. You don't have line of sight. You can take a shot at her, but it's going to be like... Plus she's going to have a plus eight to her AC because it's... Yeah. It's you could also, behind you me and she's Dax behind a desk. desk. Yeah. You could also hold until after Dax goes, let him get a shot off, and then move into the room. Well, she already did the... Yeah, sure. Oh, right. yeah. Right. No, but you could potentially roll a natural 20. That could be exciting. There's no reason not to take, the, take shot. the shot. That's fair. That's fair. Take That's a shot. Fair. I got a natural 15. Oh. Okay. Probably right. a miss. Yeah. Big ol' miss. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the big fella's turn. Rookie Lyle. Hatchbuster. Oh, no. Hatchbuster. Levels a- his artillery laser towards the door. And instead... Tosses a grenade at Kreska and Friss. Oh, oh no. no! The grenade. The old no look grenade pass. Just oh. explodes! 
three points of damage to each of you. Uh, Boom! Uh, Frag grenade. Uh, no save. Well, there's a roll to hit. Uh, yeah, but I'm just aiming for the spot in front of them, which is AC5, which is an automatic hit. Got it. Uh, oh, unless you, I roll a one. Oh, yeah, you should roll that because... It could, like, bounce off the wall. Which I did not. Actually, I should have rolled because it could have been a 20. Uh, so but, yeah, it you, hits in front and explodes. So just splash damage. Just splash damage. Splash well, in damage. The, in the way it works in, in Starfinder, it's explosion damage. Explosion. Like, if you're in the explosion radius, you take that damage. However... Is it set damage, or did you roll for that? You roll for three. the damage. However, some... Uh, some grenades have additional uh, effects effects that happen with, if you're within the radius. Like an aphrodisiac and that's or when you get a reflex save. Uh, I spent only an hour and a half reading about this before we uh, <laughs> start playing. All right, so that was a frag grenade. Just boom. You each take three points of damage, and it is Dax's turn. Dax is going to step into the room. He's going to level his laser at this big fella uh, who uh, neglected to shoot at the doorway. Stupidly. Uh, and he is going to ready an action. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Curious. As soon as Mei Shun supercharges his weapon, he's going to fire it <laughs> at the big guy. <laughs> wow. So he steps through the doorway. He turns back. He's like, supercharge me. <laughs> steps in and levels the weapon. Okay. We, I have telepathic powers. Oh, wait, but he's an android. Can I even read his brain? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we talked about it off air. Mayshun, you're up. Mayshun moves into position directly behind, reaches out to touch his artillery laser. Yes. And, and also he, touches his gun. Yes. Why <laughs> <laughs> not? That's actually two <laughs> standard actions. I can't do that, Troy. <laughs> so I'm going to just choose the gun. And uh, all of the energy you see pooling around Meishun's antenna and eyes pools from there through her hand into the artillery laser. And it is supercharged. And what does supercharged mean? Supercharged means you get to add an additional 4d6 to your attack, oh my, my friend, what? if you hit. God. Holy moly. Please, please hit Oh my god. Guy. All right. Well, let's see if he hits please first. Please hit him. Uh, oh, come on. No, no, no. Uh-huh. That is a... That is a 13 against Eight, EAC. One, 14. Mac, you gave him a plus yeah. one, right? So yeah. 14? Yeah, that's going to... Oh! <laughs> and I rolled max damage on the D10. Oh, no. So that's 10 oh, plus my 46. God. One, four, eight. Uh, another 10. So 20 oh, points oh, 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 of damage. Are you kidding me? The mind thrust whoa, whoa, did 16 whoa, whoa, whoa. and that one did 20 points. Well, the mind points. thrust was to the I bottom. know. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. It's like that's just huge damage. For level one damage. For level yeah. one characters. That is one big difference. <laughs> like there's no way in Pathfinder a level one character is going to be able to do with that kind of damage in yeah. a single shot. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I do. You know what? That is a good. Th- that's the thing I really like is those spells that have you know will negates or will half or reflex half, whatever it is. Yeah. At least when when they do f- fail it, the damage is so massive, it's worth the risk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. If you're doing one d eight, if you save it's halved, it's like it's not as much worth the risk in a yeah. round. But what's the two d ten on the mind thrust? Two d ten. That's awesome. Will crazy level. It's awesome. And it's and it's one of those spells that there's a second level or third level. Or third oh. level. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Round two. Ferrani to Daz after getting mine thrusted for 16 points, which I still think is insane, drops <laughs> to the floor behind the desk. You don't see her. Total cover. Total cover. Dr. Friss. Uh, Dr. Friss. Well, as soon as Kreska uh, like, came into the room... Uh, so, no, Gimbal, what are you doing? Like, he didn't expect her to, like, come walk into the room and, like, his feet. He's like, ah! It's like, you got Gimbal, ah! <laughs> and he, but he takes, uh, uh, tries to do a trick shot. Um, that is a 26. So, yeah. he's, okay, so that's, uh, <laughs> all right, so that's, he will get the damage if he hits. Natural 20! Yeah! Oh, my God, are you Twenty. Natural twenty. <laughs> all right. So does that that doubles all my damage? So I roll twice for everything, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what's your? So I, I don't think it doubles your uh, no. like uh, like sneak attack damage, right? Like you, okay. For, yeah. All right. So so that's three d four. So that's ugh. all right. Four. Uh, five points of damage. Five points of damage on the, and on the big. Guy. Any critical uh, effects or whatnot? No, not with the. All right, uh, so you just blast him. He's still kicking, but you actually see he kind of like staggers back, like he's about to fall, and it is Kreska's turn. Uh, Kreska is going to 
<sighs> I can't believe the way you walked in here. And <laughs> man, handle <laughs> this rub! <laughs> yeah, alright. Kreska's gonna mind thrust the hatchbreaker. Okay. Yeah. okay. The hatchbreaker. Uh, what DC is it? DC 14 will save. DC 14 will save. These will save. Is it a fear effect? <laughs> uh, 13. Oh, no. 11 points of damage. All right, so you just basically frisk. Were well, you still climbing up, or did you climb down? I'm on his shoulder. No, I'm on, on his shoulders. shoulders. So you her just, shoulders. Right her over. shoulders, and you just aim, and you hit him, and he starts staggering back. You mind thrust him, and his head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You just got hot busted, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. As he hits the floor, Ferrani Dadaz stands up. With her hands in the air. Oh, oh, you're damn right. You're damn right. Good, good, good. Dax fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Supercharge is, me again. Supercharge me again. It is Max's turn. Do you give up, Farani Nadas? We have some questions. I can't believe that you level 21 crew are this powerful. How did you get in here? I give up. I surrender. Good. What do you want? <laughs> Dax will walk up. He's going to keep the cannon trained on her just in case she tries any funny moves. Good, 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 good. Any funny moves, but he's going to let Mac do the talking or uh, Dr. Fries. Right. No funny moves, Mojuma. Are we do to you what we did to him? Oh, you're going to have your way with me. Typical level 21s. I know how it is. We ain't just with do no, it and get it done with it. We no level 21s, Chuba. Yes, no, no. We're only here to ask you a few questions. What do you know about the Astral Extractions Corporation? Do you walk up to her to say this? Uh, yes, I should have. Yes. Does she have any weapons on her? Uh, she well, she dropped. She, she dropped, dropped them. Well, her She's got her hands up. Yeah. She might have weapons on her person. She yeah. tries anything fast. Dax has a ready to action to fire. She looks like she's going for a weapon. You ask her that. She spits in your face. Oh! Roll sure. <laughs> All right, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks over at Dax. Uh, uh, are you sure? <laughs> well, I don't really have time for this for this nonsense. Wait, I've been inside her mind. Oh, really? It's not that complicated. <laughs> She'll crack easily. Is that so, Farani? I don't know what you're talking about. You're gonna have to kill me if you want any information. That can be arranged. There, there, there. No, there's no need to kill you. We might just have a little bit of fun with you, right, boys and girls? I knew that's what you were after. No. Typical scum. Good luck getting out of here alive. I've got men surrounding this building, all on the floor. You'll never make it out of here. You're going to have to kill me. Sense motive. Yeah. Uh, 23. Eight. Twenty-one. Uh, Mac and Kreska think that she probably has some muscle about, but she doesn't feel pretty confident that if you were able to get in this far, she thinks she'd probably be able to get out just fine. Yeah. If there's information you want from her, you can probably get it, but you're going to have to either scare her or try and talk her yeah. into telling you. We walked into this room with not much of a scratch on us. Tell us what you know about the Acreon. Roll an intimidate check. Fifteen. <laughs> Spits at you. Dax is going to just slowly walk up. He's going to kind of leave his artillery rifle off to the side. It's kind of hanging uh, off from the, the strap around his chest. He's going to pull out his baton, his tactical baton. And he's just going to, uh, he's going to slowly walk up to her and be like, we don't have time for this. And he's just going to bash her with it right across the face. Okay. Okay. Automatic hit. Automatic hit. And he does a quick, he's he's just trying to like, he he doesn't have time for this nonsense. Sure, sure. There's a lot of danger around and he needs to, uh, to four points of damage. We will not be asking you again. We have a job to do here. We must find out what is happening with the Drift Rock and who has hired you to attack Duravar Creel or any of his compatriots. I will hit you again if you don't answer immediately. And he holds the baton up. <laughs> nice flat affect. 
Yeah. All right, roll uh, Intimidate. Give yourself a plus. How much damage did you do? Four? four? I did four. Give yourself a plus four. There we go. Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. That's uh, 11. <laughs> well, you know, maybe an aid. Yeah, I didn't try. Yeah, no, I can aid you, but she's. I mean, it's it's tough because, like, you she, uh, she clearly knows more than she's letting on. But like, she almost would rather die than tell you. Okay. Well, uh, we'll keep torturing her then. Um, May Shun wants to do a quick perception check. Does she have a terminal or any type of computer to personal affect that we could? potentially log hack into later um you haven't searched her person uh you don't see i mean there there are hollow screens everywhere but um you would assume on her person she probably has something okay so um mishun's going to cast detect thoughts on her and as she does show she's going to surreptitiously kind of bring up her computer and the password and she's going to say my dear, we already know your password. We're going to take your computer from you and log into the network. And she's hoping that by bringing up the password as she's hitting detect thoughts, it'll like negate any computer checks. So we can kind of take it off off of her and get all the information we need from her records. Roll a bluff check. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's a seventeen. Okay. All right. And now there you, go. you want to cast detect thoughts on her. Mm-hmm. So I should uh, try to trigger negates. the thought of her password. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. By bringing that up. That's because uh, you can't not think about that when you when you are. You hear that, her. Troy? You can't yeah. not. It's that's a, it's the safe buff marshmallow man. We only have one D- shot at this. <laughs> DC fifteen will negates this. Okay, DC fifteen will negates the detect thoughts. Yeah, she fails. And in her head, you hear something effect that's like, maybe they're not from the level 21 crew. I said we won't. Maybe. <laughs> I literally not just said that. Maybe they're from astral extractions. No, I... But we did what we were supposed to do. We killed Creel. Ooh. To send the hard scrabblers... And the Starfinders, a message. So what? Who? Is she reading my thoughts? Oh, you got to get out. And she, <laughs> uh, she actually says out loud to the whole room, "Yes, I am reading your thoughts, and I know that by your hand, Dorval Creel was killed, and that you are under contract with the Astral Extractors, and no." We're not level 21ers. We're not astral extractors. We're starfinders, motherfucker. <laughs> starfinders? <laughs> Pesky starfinders always show up at the wrong time. <laughs> um, Kreska is going to walk over to the, the little room in the corner uh-huh. and, put her, and put her claw on the door, on the, the, the handle of the door. Roll a perception check. 27. Nope, sorry, 23. She looks at you and kind of looks down towards her pockets. Mm. Uh, Friss mm. jumps down and uh, goes over to her, like kicks her gun away, like if it's down at her feet, mm-hmm. I assume, and um, starts patting her down. Pretty sweet little pistol, too. Yeah. Dax uh, will uh, grab her kind of around the neck, like arm bar <laughs> around the neck, yeah, so that uh, he can search her. Yeah. Um, she uh, that you you kicked away a tactical semi-auto pistol, nice Ooh. with a few rounds. Uh, she didn't get many of them off. Uh, you find on her a cred stick with five hundred credits. Oh, damn! You also find a data pad. Nice. Uh, that probably Doctor Frisk could attempt to hack into. Yep. Uh, and a key card. There we go. Hmm. Okay. Five hundred credits. You said. Mm-hmm. It's the key of the future. Yeah, <laughs> you guys didn't know. Mac is gonna. I'm gonna go for a little bit more good cop here. So she's gonna go for a bluff and say, um, "Look, it doesn't have to end like this. You can you can walk out of here alive. You don't have to end up like Shabraxa. Yes, we did take out the level twenty ones as well. <gasps> oh, 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 so calmly <laughs> she says it. Wow, Starfinders took out the level twenty ones, and now you're coming after me. All right, give yourself a plus two. 
31. Oh, wow. What a liar. (laughs) What do you want to know? Nice. Nice. All right. Let's start with astral extractions. What's your dealings with them? I'll tell you whatever you want, but only in exchange for a promise that I'll be handed over safely to station security. Absolutely. Another bluff check. (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself a plus four. Uh, 31 again. Wow. Wow. All right. She believes you. (laughs) Holy moly. She tells you um, that uh, basically the astral extractions hired the downside kings uh, and ordered them to kill Duravor Creel, both as a message to the Hardscrabble Collective that the corporation means business and to keep the Starfinder Society from getting too curious about the Acreon and the Drift Rock. Mission accomplished. Oops. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> baby. So, yeah, I mean, she spills the beans on ev- every on everything uh, and is assuming that you will hand her over safely to station security. And what do we find in the room? So, Dr. Friss, you yeah, take Dr. the Friss, key over yeah. there. So, you say you take the key, he takes the key over it and says, uh, You shouldn't spit so much. So, you're going to get dehydrated, princess. Especially with the blood you're about to lose. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. You key in to this small little storage room, and it's full of, like, stolen loot. Uh, nice. There is a hollow skin in there. Ooh. Ooh. There is an auto target rifle. Whoa. With five magazines of long arm rounds. Ooh. Nice. Each with ten cartridges each. <coughs> Auto target is pretty sweet. There are two incendiary <coughs> grenades, level one. Nice, nice. Two Mark One serums of healing. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> this is going to be. Our first haul. You yeah. guys are going to have to fight over this one. A quick release sheath armor upgrade. Oh, oh that's awesome. So just, like swift action draw shit. Yeah. You talking to me? <laughs> exactly. Uh, 500 UPBs. Are you familiar with UPBs? Yes, universal polymer. Polymer bait. Yep. Yeah. Uh, those become important in, with like starship building especially, but I think you can use it to build You can use them weapons, for weapons, armor. Like armor. fabricators. Yeah. Yeah, they're the, oh, that's yeah. so cool. And yeah. there are half a dozen. That's six, Matthew. Cred sticks. <laughs> Holding 100 credits each. Whoa. Ooh, so 600 credits. These are all stolen goods. Um, yeah. It's pretty obvious, but uh, it's all yours. On the uh, dead body of the Vesk, whose head exploded, <laughs> uh, you find Troop Ceremonial Plate. Excellent. Oh, that might you be go something take that? you might be interested <gasps> in. I don't have heavy armor proficiency, though. We're taking it anyway. Yeah. He was wearing, uh, or excuse me, he was carrying an assault hammer. Beautiful. Uh, He also had the azimuth artery laser, obviously, with two batteries. Oh, Oh, awesome. Because he never got a chance to fire it. (laughs) (laughs) 20 charges each on those batteries. Nice, nice. He used the frag grenade, but he also had a shock grenade. Cool. And has a cred stick with 200 credits. Damn. So awesome. This is great. Uh, You frisked her. um, The one thing, if you take her clothes, she is wearing Estex suit, level one. I'd take that. Take so. it. If you want to strip her naked <laughs> yes. before lying and killing I, her. I, I, turn to the, I, <laughs> no. I turn to the boys and I say, all right, now turn around. We're just going to do a quick clothing change. No, I, sorry, I am a doctor. Like, it's okay. Estic <laughs> suit, level yeah. one. So, and nothing I've seen before. and yeah, seen before. I've seen all before. You walked into this room and just laid them out. Yeah. Not only that, you found out some very key information. You were right in your suspicions, pretty obvious suspicions at a certain point, that astral extractions had something to do with the downside kinks. But now you know even further that they ordered that it was a hit to kill Duravor Creel and to keep the Starfinder Society out. So that you, either specifically or incidentally, were part of the hit as well. And that it's all tied back into the Acreon and the Drift Rock. Hmm. Yeah. She thinks that you are going to safely hand her over to station security. You have killed most of her men. There is a huge party going on, not but 15 feet away. What do you guys want to do? She's naked. Well, I would like to first like, take a, if there's a blanket or like a yeah. top or something, uh-huh. like, throw it over her. Yeah, cover her up. And I say, here you go. Here you go, princess. And, uh, 
says, uh, now we are planning, our plan is to walk out of here with you. And I know you say you've got men out on the other side of that door. I want to make sure they don't take a shot at us. So you are going to be our escort for the evening, yeah? All right. Let me just type something on my data pad so they know not to attack. All right, he's watching. <laughs> I tell you what, it's like he takes it, it's like, why don't you let me type it in? Yeah. I'm a ve- I take very good dictation. All right. And she tells you the code to type in. Oh, uh, it's a code? <laughs> Sense motive. Mm, yeah. Okay. Sense. It's 24. 20. 24. There was like a moment when you could tell she was going to give you a false code, but most likely gave you the right code. <laughs> <laughs> most likely. Most likely. Yes, yes. Good job. Yes. Yes, yes. And so you, she, you type it in. You look on the screen. You don't see any, uh, you know those guys walking around the club anymore maybe they are maybe they retired back to the door maybe they took off and left the door open um but you walk back into the club music playing (laughs) sweat of bodies and you walk this woman covered in a sheet right out of the club (laughs) the boss the boss the boss man Ferrani Nadas Ferrani Nadas and you have succeeded in your infiltration yeah so badass it is late now this has been a a long day of doing this this is day three since you have landed arrived at Absalom Station what do you guys want to do? You want to head back to the Lore Spire com- complex? They're well, going all night long. Well, are we uh, turning? We're turning her in. I think we should bring her to the Starfinder. Yeah, I was right? like, we should yeah. take her to Starfinder. Yeah, we did. We, what better success? Proof of our success. You would think the Chizkis can probably arrange to have her. Well, here's over. the other thing. I think it might benefit the Starfinder Society if we have her on the Starfinder Society's side. Like, if the Starfinder Society get an ally in the Downside Kings because of this, you know, this turn of good that that we did her, you know, if we're like, you stay on their side, then, I mean, Starfinder Society's always looking for allies, you know what I mean? They're always trying to maintain a certain... You got to be powerful politically, I think, mm-hmm. in, in these sort of situations. But and I think that's a call that Chiskis can make too. Yeah, like that's something we could. Yeah, fair. We can bring it, bring her to him, and see what he says. Yeah. There's also the option, Troy. You're familiar with this option. It's called the evil option. Go on. <laughs> there is walking down to Mama Fats, Jabaxa in hand, and making a sweet, sweet little deal. You mean bringing Ferrani to Jabaxa? Oh yeah. <laughs> Selling her to Jaboxa in the level twenty one game. <laughs> if she if, if we take out Ferrani, there's just gonna, a new head will appear on the Hydra of the in the Yeah, that's Kings. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. But I think I think the, the move is to go to If she could be your, turned um, or or compelled. Remember what Jaboxa told you about Ferrani? Like she got to where she is by killing everybody in front of her. Oh, she's Lena Hetty, right? She's Lena Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think we, I mean, she, we busted, I mean, we busted in and we got to bring in the Starfinder Society, but who's, I mean, I think that leaves the door open for her to return. return. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Go to prison for a little while. But I mean, it's back. probably like, probably a good idea for the Starfinder, the higher ups to make that call. Yeah. You're right. yep. Yeah. And it's also now she knows what, what the Starfinder Society is capable of. Right. Exactly. Even right. at its lowest levels. Even, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's like guys with preliminary security clearances. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this lasts for a long time. But yeah, <laughs> it lasts for quite a while. I, I think it's a good idea to, to ha- hand her over to um, um, just... just uh, <laughs> Say it, Ellie. Say it. Say it. Chist kissed. You, you, you got it. You got it. Chist kissed. Chist kissed. Yeah. Yeah. Goalie for the Sabres. And <laughs> I could potentially, could we potentially um, intimidate her on her way of being like, oh, if you, you know, do any funny business, I will find your children and murder them. <laughs> yeah. You could. I mean, she's pretty much, uh, she's yours now. She, right. she 
fall, she probably falsely trusts you that you won't kill her. Um, but like you, she's she's in your hands. She's not going to try to fight right. back. You've stripped her of her weapons, of her clothing, of everything. You're carrying her through town in right. a blanket. Yeah. Just, yeah, we so, shame. yeah. So, so we made an impact. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. shame. We're just firing pistols into the air. <laughs> shame. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, yeah. she, you feel pretty confident that she's not going to try to pull any funny business. Right. right. Um, I think we made an um, impact on her. So. I, I think we should yeah, let's take our, Let's take her up to uh, the boss. Yes. Let's take her up to Bassa. Yes. So you arrive pretty late at the Laura Spire complex. Um, but this is Starfinder Society. Things going all night long. Um, receptionists ask you, how can I help you? You ask for Chizkisk. Um, I, I believe uh, Chizkisk is uh, still here. Uh, hold, please. Goes off. Escorts you to the same room. Eventually, someone comes, walks you down all those hallways again, and you are back in front of the Sheeran with Ferrating the Dust. Oh, man. In a blanket. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Pig in a blanket. Um, he, uh, he just sort of nods at you. You hear the same voice in all of your heads, and Ferrating the Dust is like looking back and forth because you're all like, listening and responding and she doesn't hear any of this he's not speaking to her um but all of a sudden uh, station security a uh, s- couple of uh, starfinder society insignias on them walk in and take her from you guys you obviously don't say no no she's ours <laughs> uh it's, they escort her out um he commends you uh for your successful investigation and and i commend you for your successful investigation And thank you for risking your lives to find justice for Duravor. Do you have any evidence that you might have found regarding the Downside King's involvement in Creel's murder? I would like to turn it over to station officials. Did she perhaps have any data pads on her, or did you find anything in the Fusion Queen? Friss tosses the data pad onto his desk. Ah, thank you, Doctor. This should prove very helpful in incriminating them. I would only ask that you leave any ramifications of astral extractions, possible criminal enterprises, to Absalom Station's legal system. You must understand that the company has a very powerful presence on the station, and I don't want you... (coughs) or the Starfinder Society to risk a battle that neither of us has much chance of winning. Is that understood? With all due respect, Chizkis, I don't know that your Absalom legal system has the power to out the wrongs of astral extractions. It sounds to me like you, like so many others, are turning a blind eye to what they do in the pursuit of wealth. I do not wholly disagree with you, X-19. But you must understand, sometimes it is not worth digging too deeply into things that you do not want to know the answers to. <clears throat> the staff under society has its hands in many things, and keeping the astral extractions at bay may be just as powerful as delving into them and letting them know that we are on to them. You must understand this, especially as you are a new Starfinder. And at that, he drops five Starfinder insignias (laughs) on the desk in front of him. I would like to officially welcome all of you to the ranks of the Starfinder Society for those of you who wish to join. You are right, X-19, as are all of you, to constantly question things. Never take no for an answer. Always look for the hidden meaning. They look forward to the discoveries you will make and the knowledge you will share with the Society in the future. You have done good work. At the moment, I do not have any further jobs for you. But they are interested and somewhat troubled by the revelation that Astral Extractions is attempting to keep the Starfinders 
away from the Acreon and the Drift Rock. So I ask you, please keep your eyes, ears, looks at Meishan, and antennae, <laughs> open for any further news about this contentious ship and its mysterious cargo that might be of interest to the society. Once you wear that badge, you are considered part of an elite group of heroes. I wish you good luck, and I am always here for you, should you have any questions. Starfinders. <laughs> and with that, he basically dismisses you. You're dismissed. You are dismissed, miss, miss. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the Lorespire complex, and, you know, we described it earlier. It's this beautiful kind of like college campus, but now the, the night lights have come in, so it's got this eerie glow about it. There's not a lot of people walking about, but there's still that, like, hum of activity that's just constantly happening on Absalom Station. <laughs> All over you. You can't go anywhere without seeing that. I, I imagine like fake constellations in the sky above the Lorespire complex when they could just as well project actual constellations. They've got this, uh, you know, fake constellations to give the appearance of night passing over this college campus-like atmosphere. I'm assuming you guys eventually make your way back to the moons of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a long day. Uh, a lot of you almost died. Uh, but you were able to really handle yourselves, and now you've been given an opportunity to become part of an elite group. Maybe that's why you came to Absalom Station. Maybe you came here just to escape your past. Maybe you came here to start over. But either way, you now have something that you can latch on to. Maybe a, a second chance in many ways. You go to sleep. A couple of you in the nice suite. A couple of you. <laughs> in the efficiency. Crammed into the efficiency. <laughs> and you wake up the next morning and start your day. Everybody roll a perception check. 15. Natural one. 18 formation. 22. And androids 5. <laughs> so while the youngins are taking their time getting ready, waxing their brows, <laughs> plucking their pubes. <laughs> this says a lot of this is says a lot about Troy's morning. <laughs> a rare insight. Got to uh, pull out the, those grades. The morning ablutions of one Troy Lavalley. <laughs> How many hours does it take you to get more ready in the morning? Troy? You don't know me. <laughs> you see, um, on the floor of your suite, just underneath the door, a bill. Bill. <laughs> uh, local calls are five dollars a minute. <laughs> Who drank three? Do it. <laughs> Max is like, sorry. You see uh, a paper, a piece of paper lying on the floor underneath, like it was slid under the door. Under the USA Today. Under the USA Today. <laughs> Just kiss daily. Just kiss daily. It is printed on paper that is black as the void of space. Wow. It is a color that it is almost indistinguishable. The absence of color. uh, Yeah, it's almost indistinguishable from the absence of color. You almost feel afraid to pick it up, thinking that you might fall into the paper itself as if it were some sort of black hole. But there is writing on it as you get closer to it. And we'll see you next time. Just just tell me if the Sixers won. Just tell me the Sixers won.
What's going on, party people? It's your old buddy, Troy LaValle. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, you know the drill. Subscribe, download, rate, and review on iTunes. And be sure to check out GlassCannonPodcast.com for our other shows or to find out when we might be coming to a town near you. We will see you next week. Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.